Okay, now it's time for our increasingly popular uh, podcast uh, where we ask well-known people for their top five books. Uh, I'm delighted to say we're joined by the well-known Dubs and St. Vincent's GA star, Tomás Mossy Quinn. Tomás, thanks indeed for coming into us. No problem at all, Shane. Uh, look, people will know you for your exploits on the Gaelic football pitch. Like, would you be a big reader? I would be, yeah. Well, I, I certainly would have been, maybe not so much in the last couple of years. I'm kind of, of time. <laughs> I was just going to say, life's getting a bit busier. I've uh, my daughter at home, and I have to say, even the the last couple of years with social media and with how attached people get to their phones, I'm probably falling into that category a little bit now. Kind of going to bed, I'm checking my phone rather than previously I would have got in and read for a bit before right. going and things like that. So it's probably a habit I'm getting out of a little bit. I'm kind of it's now down to when I'm on holidays or if I'm travelling and I'm on planes and you know things like that. So certainly something I'm a bit conscious of, and I'm, I'm going to try and uh, increase. My, my reading in the uh, in the coming months. And as someone who would have been very active playing sport, and I presume there's a fair bit of travel involved in that, you're travelling away from matches and stuff, Like, would a book be something that you would have packed with your kit when you're heading down to play a game in, in Killarney? Or, yeah, or always, or yeah, to be honest. yeah, I would have been, um, and at the time, particularly when I was playing, it was any kind of sports autobiography or any kind of sports book, not necessarily an autobiography, but any kind of sports book, particularly from... While there's a lot of GA books, or in recent years there's been a lot of GA books that have come out, I would have tended to shy away from those and kind of focus on different sports and see if there was different, how athletes prepared, how you know they got motivated. What just made to get tick. an edge, if you like. Well, yeah. yeah, I suppose one to see if you could get an edge, but even just that's the level of interest I would have had in it. I've kind yeah. of I'd watch most sports. Um, I like a lot of American sports in particular. I, I kind of if I can, I try and holiday in America quite a bit, so I pick up books over there. The bookstores over there are quite vast, and there's so much writing, some really good. Uh, writing on yeah. some of the top There's sports over sports there, right yeah. There, yeah. So it's uh, when you go over there, I'd always would have picked up a couple of books on be it a basketball, American football, baseball, and even though some of the sports I'm more into in terms of watching, but it was again just the teams and the stories behind some of them that, that were fascinating. Okay. All right, for your first choice, you've gone for a sports book, and I suppose the, the best known sports person in the in the history of sport, Muhammad Ali. But it's not your classic biography of Muhammad Ali. The book, by the way, is, is King of the World by David Remnick. Yeah, it's not, and I suppose uh, Ali is definitely the individual I've read the most books on. Like I've read, if you look, there's the Thomas Hosser book, there's Ghosts of Manila from Norman Mailer, there's a couple other ones, uh, Mark Cram has a book as well, and there's all different sides to Ali, and what I what I really enjoy about the David Remnick book, and it's probably, I don't reread too many books, I, like I'm not one for if I read it and I enjoy it, I wouldn't often go back to it, but this is something I've picked up a couple of times, I've probably well, read okay. it three or four times, and I think it's just a picture, it's not a hero book, it's Ali comes with flaws, and I think over the last few years he's sometimes portrayed as that and this is a very honest book but it gives you the, the real grassroots of where he comes from in terms of where he's grown up as Cassius Clay and how he evolves into being heavyweight champion and then it, it's not just a book it's all about his kind of his social background and in terms of how he evolves into the person he is and it's not just a sports book there's a yeah. lot more to it and I mean it's, even I haven't read it but I was reading a bit about it like it doesn't even go into his say the draft where he decides he's not going to take up the draft of Vietnam I mean it leaves out chunks which you'd imagine would be omissions but it makes no apology for that no it doesn't and I think that was the whole purpose of it if you read about David Remnick he came back and said that he said look there's a lot of books out there that cover these bits of Ali and he was trying to explain why we got to those details rather than actually telling us everyone knows the kind of history of the man so this is a bit more in depth and it focuses a lot on it actually talks about the heavyweight boxing division before Ali arrives with Sonny Liston and, and Joe Lewis and people like that and it paints that picture for you but then it, like I said it shows you what Cassius Clay was like and how he comes into the nation of Islam and the progress 
he makes as a character and as a person and as an individual and I think that was the, the fascinating thing for me it kind of gave me an understanding of why he ended up doing what he did in terms of a civil rights position and he actually stood for more than just being a sports person he was one of the few and it's very rare there's very few sports people in yeah. this day and age who are willing to do it it was obviously a lot harder back then in terms of Is that the appeal for you for, I mean and for you and everybody about Muhammad Ali because I mean there has been no one like him since there was no one like him before that is it that he went beyond sport basically uh, Yeah I think so and I think the fact that he was willing to put himself out there and, and the time we'll never fully understand or we'll never be able to get a, a full grasp of and I think this book is a great insight into some of that and you've seen particularly in American culture and African American athletes that have come after him in terms of what Michael Jordan and even Tiger Woods and guys like that they've maybe had a chance to be the, similar to Ali and they've, they've always kind of stayed within the sports realm and haven't really pushed it whereas Ali wasn't afraid to do that and I think that's yeah. one of the fascinating things about him One of the interesting things about this reading about this book and I hadn't realised was that he was quite an unpopular figure before before he won his world title fight, and when he wins his title fight, was it, it was against Sonny Liston? I think it, it was. was. Yeah, yeah. The first um, was and like the media didn't like him at all. There was there was quite a small attendance at the fight because it was seen as this kind of pain in the ass upstart who hadn't got a chance against this guy. It was, yeah, and again, he was brash, and he was, as Uncouth, he says, he was, he whatever, was, yeah. and he was flapping his gums, as he said himself, and he was, he was willing to come out there and say these things, and that wasn't the way they, the champions in the past had been, and particularly African American champions, where they looked at them, and you know they were portrayed as you kind of go and fight, and, and we'll run the business side of it, and and he came in, and he wasn't afraid to put himself out there, and he wasn't popular, you know, and I think particularly when he, the religious element of it, and again, without getting into too much detail on the Nation of Islam, it, that element in terms of the comments that Ali was making at the time, and some of the ones that he has down, like. Some of them are glossed over a little bit now, but in terms of just shows you what he was dealing with at the time, and it was yeah. there's a piece in there where he's he's with Malcolm X, and it's gone through all that all that period in American history where he's dealing with a lot more than just being a sports person. And just lastly, on this, I mean, I suppose listening to you there, it just strikes me he was probably the first African American sportsman who wasn't prepared to accept his, in inverted commas, his place. And, you know, he wasn't prepared just to, as you say, just accept the status quo. He was quite happy to question that status quo, which made him unpopular in some quarters. It did. It made him unpopular in uh, from a boxing front. It made him unpopular from a, even a society. It just wasn't the norm. And there's very few, I think, if you look back on American sports history, the likes of Jackie Robinson and a couple of people in baseball who went ahead of him, who kind of, you know, they'd be seen as blazing the trail for African-American sports people. But Ali brought it to a different level when, again, particularly when it got to the stage, and not that this book covers it in detail, but when I got to the stage of the draft and his exile from boxing for a couple of years and things like that, but he was he viewed what he, his role was more important than just sports and being heavyweight champion of the world. Okay, let's move on to your next choice. Interesting one, not not a sports book at all. Uh, Songs of Ice and Fire series by George or or Martin. We're talking about Game of Thrones Game of here, Thrones, are we? Yeah. Okay, and you have an advantage on me here. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I'm probably one of the few people in the country who's okay. Well, and I suppose to be honest, that's how I got into the series of books. I remember a couple of years ago now. At this stage that I watched season one on uh, Sky Atlantic and it was uh I was gripped by the TV show and I thought it was fascinating and obviously the minute it finished I was like okay what happens next and I obviously realised there was a book series behind it probably didn't appreciate the depth and the, the volume of, of books that were in it but I was hooked and um, I went back I read I read the first book which is Game of Thrones and then it goes on to, into the rest of the series and it's one of the very few books that non-fiction books like I've read Lord of the Rings and a couple of books like that when I was younger and they're, they're probably a, an adult version of that for want of 